Network presents Football Time. Welcome to Football Time Show. We're here for College Football Week 7 review. A burner of a week. Upsets galore. Uh, a big-time playoff contender goes down. So uh, what'd you make of uh, College Football Week 7? We thought it was going to be a little bit of a dud week, but uh, I, I don't know if the games were all that great, but some uh, interesting results nonetheless. Yeah, uh, you know, I thought it was going to be a little bit of a slower week, but we had some surprises and uh, like every other week of college football. So I don't know if I could call them surprises when they happen every week. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, it was definitely an interesting Saturday for sure. All right, let's kick things off with uh, Friday's game. Uh, Cal went up to Oregon. Uh, Oregon has done what it pretty much has done all season long. It's never all that pretty. Uh, I thought they'd have a little bit of a struggle here as uh, more and more of their uh, uh, elite-level guys go out. Uh, Verdell has already been ruled out for the season, but they uh, got the win 24-17, had to make a little bit of a comeback. Uh, Cal, uh doesn't seem to win games, but uh, plays a lot of close ones uh, nonetheless. Uh, the yeah, only it's... thing I, you know, I, I find it weird, though. Uh, you know, I was looking at the rankings. I got to bring this up again. Ohio State has managed to make itself all the way up to fifth in the rankings, while Oregon sits at tenth in the rankings. Uh, it confuses me a little bit. Two one-loss teams sitting at the exact same record. One has a win. This one at the other team's home stadium, and yet they're five spots behind. So I get it, Oregon. I probably would not choose them as one of my four best teams in college football right now, but I don't know why Ohio State has all of a sudden now moved right back up in there just because they beat up on a couple of really bad, crappy teams in the uh, Big Ten. So uh, what did you make of this Oregon win? And... Uh, do you think they can ride this season out, uh, you know, with only one loss? Big game coming up this week versus UCLA. Yeah, uh, you know, that Friday game almost caught them off guard, but they took care of business. Uh, but as far as one loss, you know, getting in the playoffs, Ohio State's just going to have the advantage just on name and pedigree alone, I think. And um, and despite the fact that Oregon went in there and beat them, uh, they're going to look at the the Oregon loss is a worse loss than the Ohio State loss, even though it was to Oregon. So it doesn't make much sense, really. Um, but I don't know if Oregon has much much they can do, even if they went out. I don't I don't know if they're going to be in that conversation, unfortunately. Yeah. But uh, I think it's going to be a great game against UCLA. Chip Kelly, uh, he's hosting his a former team, so it, it should be an interesting one for sure. Uh, we'll see if. Uh, I think UCLA has the offense to get it done, uh, but we'll see what they can do against this Oregon defense. Yeah, definitely so. It should be an entertaining game this weekend. I got to flip things over to Cal a little bit. Uh, you were pretty big on uh, Cal being able to win some games in in our preseason chat. They've been very close many times. <laughs> now, granted, uh, that one and five probably could be like a four and two. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, a couple things go right. But, you know, they're one and five. They're 0 and three in conference. I really like Justin Wilcox as coach. I don't know if Cal would pull the trigger. It's not a team that technically does that. But, you know, if this keeps getting worse, what do you do you think? Wilcox's job is safe there or do you actually look at it sort of a long view here and be like they're in every one of these games they just yeah. haven't sort of found a way to win them I guess it just depends on what 
the expectations the athletic director and uh, the the donors and boosters of that football program have, uh, because I, I think he's actually done a pretty solid job coaching this team. He just needs to get some sort of offense going up there. I don't know if he needs to change coordinators again or what. Defense has been playing good, but you know, under Wilcox, we knew that was coming. Uh, but like it's like you said, you know, just a few things here or there, and and this is a very successful year for Cal. So. Uh, I hope they don't make the move. I think I think they're getting the right things done. And the Pac-12 is, you know, going to be up for grabs again next year. I don't see anyone really emerging as a dominant team other than Oregon. Uh, so I think they, uh, you know, they ride this boat at least one more year. Yeah, definitely so. All right, let's move to our other Friday game. And uh, stop me if you've heard this before. Uh, Clemson's offense struggled. <laughs> they managed to pull it out. Uh 17-14 over Syracuse. Um, you know, I, I will say the defense looked really, really good for Clemson. Huge game coming up once again this weekend versus Pitt. Uh, they're underdogs in this one. I've already seen the line. Uh, this is probably the first time they've been underdogs in an ACC game uh, in quite a while. Uh, you know, this Clemson, I, I thought coming off the bye, they might be able to find a little bit more of their offense. Uh, but it's just not there this year, you know. And uh, Syracuse, a little bit uh, like uh, Cal here, been able to stay in these games. Uh, they've been a little bit more successful finding wins, but uh, just couldn't find uh, that last second drive to uh, uh, tie this game up on that last field goal. Yeah, I, I stared at this line the majority of last week, really wanted to take it, should have taken it. At one point, Syracuse was getting 14. I uh, wish I jumped on that ship, but they play really well at home. Uh, they they seem to have a lot more energy playing at home, uh, and I should have known with that the way that Clemson's offense is. Uh, so I'll be interested to see what wins the day this next week. Will it be Clemson's defense or will it be Pitt's offense? Yeah, you know I I, I think both both of us. I, I saw that Syracuse line and I was like, Clemson struggles with Syracuse when Syracuse hasn't been good and Clemson's been really good. But I, I think I just sort of convinced myself in my head that, you know, coming off that bye week, they've had sort of uh, time to maybe figure out some things at offense. But uh, it, it's just they can't figure out anything. They can't hit explosive plays. Uh, they they were able to run the ball a little better, but they didn't seem to want to run the ball, even uh, when they seemed to run the ball better. So this offense just seems lost. And it, it'll be really, really interesting to see how that uh, – you know, that Pittsburgh game plays out because well, uh, well, Pittsburgh is very weak uh, defensively. So if they're going to move the ball against anybody, it could be against Pittsburgh. Yeah, definitely. So, so uh, another poor performance from Clemson. They do get the win. Uh, they sort of stay in contention for that uh, ACC conference, but uh, really bad on the offensive end. Uh, we, we talked about this game on Friday. It, it sort of played out just how we thought it was going to Georgia 30, uh, UK 13, you know, I didn't think Georgia's offense was great, but their defense was just way too much for this Kentucky team to handle here. And uh, Georgia just sort of dominates this uh, game uh, on just sheer talent on that defensive side of the ball. Yeah, Kentucky got a nice little backdoor cover there at the end, though. Uh, I didn't have a stake in that game. I, I knew it wasn't going to – I didn't think it was going to be the prettiest game, I thought, uh, but, you know, Georgia just – athletically defensively just dominated the game from start to finish never really was in doubt and uh they didn't have to do a whole lot offensively to secure the rest of the game yeah you know I, I brought this up you know maybe a week or two ago you know this Georgia team looks like the best team in college football uh but once again 
it's playing a team that we don't really regard offensively as, yes. you know, any sort of competition. I mean, you look at their schedule, and legitimately – Arkansas might be the best team offensively that they played. Maybe Auburn. Uh, you know, it just, I, I don't really know how good this team is if someone is capable of pushing them offensively. Now, that being said, their remaining schedule is Florida, Mizzou, Tennessee, Charleston, Southern, and Georgia Tech. I'm not sure any of those teams are even remotely capable of challenging this team's defense. We might not even really know that till they play Alabama. So, while they look really good and the scores look very good, I'm not 100% sold on how good this team legitimately is until they play somebody who can move the ball on offense. Maybe that's uh, Florida, who seems capable of moving the ball on offense. But Florida's they're finally also, made the quarterback change. Yeah, uh, but they're also limited, too. I mean, you, yep. you, they made the quarterback change. Well, we're going to get to that game, but he also, uh, you know, wouldn't be what I'd call a legitimate great passer out of that pocket. He's a, a very impressive force, but, uh, you know, I don't know when Georgia uh, gets pushed offensively the rest of this season. All right, uh, next up, uh, Purdue, Iowa. Uh, you know what happens when uh, Iowa does not get turnovers? They lose the football game. <laughs> so Purdue wouldn't in there, didn't turn the ball over. Uh, Iowa turned the football over uh, 24-7. Um, you know, I, I don't think we thought this would probably come in this game, but I, I think both of us sort of, you know, we watched Iowa play. We thought they were a really good defensive football team, but they had those games where they'd create four, five, six turnover games. That's not yeah. really a sustainable uh, sort of thing. And then they turned the ball over. They didn't win this game. What did you make of this game? I, I was a little shocked by the upset, but uh, not so much that the Iowa offense didn't score points. Yeah, uh, they like you said, they've been riding a consistency offensively to just put teams away. Um, but, you know, Purdue's one of those teams where they're good for a really large upset and then just – you know, dropping like four or five other games. So they'll get a big win, big quality win, but they'll, they'll probably lose a few that they aren't supposed to, that they're supposed to win. They've already done that a few times this year. Uh, so, but not shocked. It's a talented Purdue team. I thought actually, I thought they would be better than they have been thus far this year. So, uh, but yeah, I was, I was surprised to see I would go down to an unranked team. Yeah. That, that probably knocks them out of the uh, playoff. Probably hurts Ohio state a little bit. Yeah. Too. Definitely, uh, if if they end up losing, to, you know, to an Iowa, which I can see happen, uh, because you know their offense has been really good, but their defense has been a little shaky. So, uh, you know, if Iowa can create those turnovers versus Ohio State, uh, they'll definitely be there. Um, next up, we'll move on to the Alabama and the Mississippi State game. Um, it, it it was not really a game, uh, Alabama. Seemed focused pretty much throughout this game. They got up to that uh, 21-3 lead. They did not blow uh, that game. They stayed uh, pedal to the metal. This was probably the best game I'd see them uh, play uh, quarter to quarter uh, throughout it. Uh, Miss State just looked like they didn't belong on the field. Uh, and this was probably the Alabama that we were wondering, why didn't they show up last week? Yeah, uh, 
you know, finally this defense that I've been touting all year showed up in a game, and uh, I think that was really what kind of won the game for them. This, You know, they had a couple – looked like old Alabama of years past where, you know, they throw a little five-yard slant and the guy houses it. But I think it was the defensive plays and turnovers that they got that really, uh, really told the story of this game. Yeah, definitely so. Uh, what do you make of Alabama's rest of the season? Do you think that loss uh, last week sort of woke them up? Uh, do you think they're just going to roll the rest of the year and pretty much uh, blow the rest of these teams out? Uh, you know, I I'll don't be think. Interested to see the Iron Bowl at the end of the year. Yeah, I, I I don't really see anybody on this schedule that can really push them. You mentioned Auburn, maybe. Uh, I will say Bo Nix, two out of the last three games, has almost looked like a competent QB. Uh, granted, one of those games was versus Georgia, so uh, uh, when he seems to play a good defense, maybe that uh, has something to do with the mix. But, uh, you know, Tennessee, LSU, New Mexico State, Arkansas, Auburn, I, I think they'd probably be fine and probably blow most of those games out. Then we get to the, probably the big one with Georgia in that SEC championship game. So, uh you know, Alabama seemed to found themselves. Uh, I will say Bryce Young continues to look really, really good uh, for a freshman quarterback, uh, really efficient. Don't know if he quite has the uh, deep plays uh, that uh, his predecessors in Mac Jones and Tua had, but well, lo- looks like a highly efficient quarterback for sure. Well, yeah, and it's it, it, the thing is, is he's got to get into the mindset where he doesn't have to single-handedly win these games. He just got he has to get the ball into these talented receivers' hands, whether it's, you know, two yards down the field or 20 yards down the field. Uh, but like we saw last week, you know, just dink and dunks. I mean, that's what they've been good for these past years. And then these just athletic wide receivers uh, take those little routes and take them all the way to the house. And I think Alabama's capable of doing that. They just got to stay within uh, their offense and, and not try to do too much at once. Yeah, definitely so. All right, uh, we move to the Big 12. And uh, I hate to break it to you, Steve Sarkeesian. Not the answer for Texas being back. Uh, once again, uh, went up pretty fancy here. 17-3, uh, driving down uh, to get a score. Pick six, 17-10, and uh, from there on out, uh, they scored one touchdown. Uh, you know, Oklahoma State, uh, it, it's a house of mirrors, but uh, it's a house of mirrors who's now 6-0 and and uh, 3-0 and in conference. Um Probably the second best team in the Big 12 pretty easily. Maybe the first best team in the Big 12. Uh, You know, uh, we aren't going to get into the Oklahoma game because it was such a blowout. But uh, I will say, uh, seemed like they pulled the shoot right at the uh, right time to uh, switch that quarterback. uh, Because the backup came in there and was like 20 to 20 to uh, start that game uh, last week. So I I think the Spencer Rattler uh, career is done. But, uh, you know, at some point we got to, say Oklahoma State, they win football games. Uh, It's weird how they win football games. It's alarming that sometimes, uh, much like the Boise State game, they go down 20 to 3 or 17 to 3. They have weird stretches where they don't score, but uh, they just find their way to win games. Uh, Once again, the rushing attack was really, really solid for them. Uh, Quarterback play, mediocre, but uh, what do you hang this on? More on Texas, just sort of letting down and once again blowing a big lead or you finally Oklahoma State just a good football team that wins games whether it's a big defensive play you know 
staying close enough to where they can get the comeback. But, you know, Texas has proven that they're pretty good at collapsing too, uh, which that's the Sark way going all the way back to his time in the NFL. So <laughs> that's a good thing. They didn't pay a lot to fire uh, Tom Herman and bring Texas him has in. got to be disappointed because But anyway, yeah, Oklahoma State keeps finding ways to win. I'm really looking forward to when uh, State and Oklahoma play because they are uh, very similar. They're hanging around, uh, finding ways to win games, even when they should have lost games. And uh, both are undefeated, so I, I can't wait to see those two teams match up. Yeah, me too. Definitely should be a really, really good, uh, entertaining game. All right, uh, we'll move out Pac-12. Uh the Arizona straight team uh, looked good for 10 quarters, uh, two good games in a row, uh, a great first half uh, versus Utah, uh, 17-7, and uh, then a 28-0 run by Utah uh, dominates this game. Uh, you know, Arizona State, it's more the same. Look great, and then totally look like they don't even, they belong in the same class as Arizona. Um, Utah steady as they go. Uh, now four and two on the season, three and zero in the Pac-12. Uh, you know they're in control of that Pac-12 yep. South. I think both me and you were, you know, the steady ship seems to always win this race. They seem to be the steady ship and not the one who has the extreme highs and the extreme lows here. What did you make of this game? Well, they they finally figured out. You know, I guess it's been about three three four games ago they got yes. their quarterback situation figured out. And uh, this new quarterback they brought in, including this past week, has really been the game changer. I think their their offense has performed a lot of points against Arizona State, and I think that's going to continue. And and uh, I think these guys should be close to the favorites to win. Yeah, I, I think they will be. They'll they'll. You know, that UCLA game will be really, really interesting. There's a couple, uh, you know, up there where Utah might uh, slip up, but they seem to be, you know, really finding the rhythm. Uh, the tricky one, you know, going to Oregon State uh, next week, right before the UCLA game, that might be a little tricky. They also have at Stanford. Oregon come into their place. Uh, it, it should be a really, really entertaining uh, Pac-12 uh, finish uh, here, especially in the South. See if UCLA can continue uh, their uh, road to the Pac-12 South. Uh, you know, they probably have the hardest schedule that we mentioned, uh, but uh, this Utah team seemed to find its way. Arizona State, more of the same. 3-1 and one in conference. They certainly aren't out of it. Uh, they have the win over UCLA. What do you make of this Arizona State team, or is it just going to be more of the same? You know, we, we get dominant first half and then just totally atrocious second half and they'll probably find a way to lose another game here or there yeah i uh i don't i don't think we're gonna get any kind of any change from arizona state i think they are who they are uh who we thought they were and and what, they haven't proven that they're going to be anything different this year um uh, i don't know if that's coaching i don't for the past three years yeah definitely so all right uh byu baylor uh we thought this be an interesting game but uh the baylor bears uh you know we, we talked about oklahoma state we talked about uh oklahoma but uh baylor uh 
continues uh, to play really good football. Uh, you know, I watched a lot of this game because it was, you know, the early slate was a little bit dead and most of the games were over. And then this one uh, was pretty much over. It was a tight game a little bit in that first half. And then Baylor just seems to wear teams down in that second half and really, really, uh, you know, put it on them rushing-wise. Uh, you know, they had tons of yards rushing. The leading rusher had 188 yards and three touchdowns. I, I must admit, I'm becoming more and more fond of this Baylor team. It, it, it's not like an exciting watch, but it's just a good football team. Yeah, I think they've got enough talent to really finish this year strong, and and uh, if they keep up with momentum and, and start getting some more recruits in there, watch out in the next couple of years because this coach has got things turned around in Baylor. Yeah, definitely so. Uh, you know, the, the, they lost all their guys uh, from the previous, uh, you know, season, uh, but they seem to be able to rebuild it uh, really, really quick. So, you know, Baylor might be – right back in the mix in the uh, Big 12 in the, you know, upcoming uh, couple years. They might be right back in the Big 12, uh, you know, this year. They still have to play Oklahoma. So, you know, we can't quite uh, rule them out quite yet. So it should be interesting to see how this Baylor team goes forward. Um, This one is one of those where you think you know college football and then uh, you don't know college football. Uh, LSU wins 49-42. How they came up. Yeah, and then fired their coach. Uh, um, you know, I, I don't know where this offense came from. Uh, mostly a, a lot of turnovers from Florida. Uh, but, uh, you know, how did LSU get to 49 points here in this game uh, when they hadn't been able to do anything offensively in the previous uh, weeks? Their rushing attack was so poor versus Auburn two weeks ago, and then First Florida, they rushed for almost uh, uh, 300 yards. So uh, what do you make of this? I don't know. Florida just didn't game plan for stopping the run. Maybe they thought – They watched uh, they the Auburn run. tape. Yeah, maybe they were just – they just came out with a, a game plan to stop the pass, and, and LSU just took what Florida was giving them the whole game. I mean, I think I think LSU's – which is just unheard of, uh, just gashing them over and over and over again. Um yeah, uh, you know, you know, me and you have both known that order. Uh, we we just was wondering if they were going to wait to the end of the season, but I think what they they thought was, oh no, he beat Florida. There's going to be some people that are going to want us to keep him, so we need to go ahead and fire him now. So I. I Yeah, I th- think so, uh, though uh, they probably will lose the next week's game. So <laughs> they, they all would have wanted to fired. Uh, you know, disappointing game for Florida. Uh, you know, we mentioned Ed getting canned. Uh, you know, the next one on the SEC chopping block uh, might be the coach across the field there and, and Dan Mullen. Uh, this one really looks bad. You know, I, I mentioned that I didn't think he really uh, – wanted to be at Florida last year, uh, just judging by some of his statements. I'm curious if that has bleeded over into, you know, this season. He did finally make that corner quarterback change to Richardson. Uh, maybe that buoys them and they go up. But, uh, you know, four and three, two and three in conference. Losses to Kentucky, who, you know, not that great. And then this just hammering versus a a mediocre LSU thing uh, it will be interesting to see how this Dan Mullen thing breaks uh, the rest I, of the year. 
I heard a rumor that he could possibly be a candidate at USC, and I actually think that would work well for for both USC and Florida. Yeah, I, I think that would I, I think that would fit him too. You know, yeah. a, a little less you know wanting to win the SEC every year and uh, more just throw your high-powered offense out there and everybody will be excited if you win 9, 10, 11 games. Uh, We'll move to the ACC and, uh, you know, wrong read on this one. Uh, NC State, 33, Boston College, 7. You know, uh, 10-7 first half, second half, NC State came out there and just lit them up. how legit do we take this NC State team? Uh, you know, one loss at Mississippi State, 2-0 and in the ACC Conference. Where do you put them in this ACC hierarchy? You've got a little mix there, Wake, uh, Clemson, uh, Pittsburgh. Where are you putting the NC State Wolfpack here? Uh, I think they're a solid team. I, I'm going to get mad because they're going to pull me back pull me back in to start taking them again. And then and they're going to start losing. Duke or something. Yeah. Uh, I'm already eyeballing them. They're only three point favorites going to Miami this next week. So uh, that could be a future, one of my picks there. Uh, we'll just, take that uh, now. I think every Miami player is entering the transfer portal. <laughs> yeah. So uh, in, good, good NC state team. Uh, that was an impressive win. This is a good Boston college team, uh, but I'm interested to see what they can do away from home. Uh, Cause it seems like they save their best games for when they're at home. Yeah, definitely so. You know, uh, I, I watched this game, and it, it was sort of going perfect uh, in that first half. I was like, NC State, you know, 10-7, Boston College hanging around. NC State's going to do bad things in the second half, and I'm going to get this win. And then they, they just took off and found their offense. And uh, their offense has been really, really good, uh, you know, pretty much all season long, you know, didn't look great versus Clemson, didn't look great versus Mississippi State, uh, but they seem to be able to find it uh, versus these teams that are, you know, a tier or two below that. So, and, uh, you know, you, you look back in that uh, opening win uh, uh, versus East Carolina, uh, looking better and better because they've played pretty well too uh, so far this year. So uh, NC State uh, making the name for themselves and, uh Moving over uh, to the Pitt Panthers, 28-7 over Virginia Tech. I, I think we've both uh, hated a little bit on this Pittsburgh team, but, uh, you know, since that Western Michigan loss, they have put it on uh, people. And yep. I, I will say, you know, uh, they've sort of found a little bit of a running game here to give them a little bit more balance. I don't know how much I trust this defense quite yet. Uh, Virginia Tech, I, I will say, was brutally uh, awful in this game offensively. So uh, what are you making with Pitt? Once again, uh, in that mix for the ACC, are they legit contenders here? I think uh, I'm going to have to give it one more week to get a really good ruling on this. Uh, I've got I've got to see what they can do against the big dogs, against Clemson here. Uh, just – I don't know if I can trust them defensively. Yeah, they can put up points. They're one of the most, you know, prolific, prolific offenses in the, in the country. But, uh, in, it's like you said, the run game will help support their defense a little bit. Uh, but right now, most of their games they're winning are shootouts, but they come in and they really handled Virginia tech. Uh, not what I was expecting. Um, so we'll see, you know, they surprised me a little bit. They don't quite have me fully bought in yet. Uh, but if they can come in and, and take care of Clemson, then yeah, they're, they're going to be my pick probably to win the ACC. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I, I'm not quite sold. I, I'll already say I'm eyeing, eyeing Clemson but, getting plus this week. Well, let me say, if they can come out and, and not just win against Clemson, but come out and win by two or three touchdowns, 
that'll really get me bought in. But I think that's what's going to be necessary because this is not a very uh, good Clemson team. You know, they've already lost, yeah. some, had some bad losses. So I think if, if Pitt really wants to make a statement that they're not the pit of old and that they're going to be the contenders, they need to win big Saturday. So that'll be what convinces me. It's a big win. Yeah. All right. Uh, we're going back in the uh, coaches and will they have jobs? Um, you know, Fuente started out with a, a fun win versus uh, North Carolina to open the season. It's not been real pretty uh, since. And uh, for a guy who's an offensive guy, uh, this was really an embarrassing performance for a team who really has been really poor on the defensive side of things. Uh, can Fuente, uh, you know, sort of overcome this? Or do you think this is probably it for him as well? I think this is going to be it. Uh, I, I don't. The future doesn't look bright for him the rest of the year because they may still drop yet another uh, on their schedule, at least one more. And uh, I just think this fan base, alumni, and faculty, and uh, uh, athletic director, Virginia Tech doesn't want to be mediocre. They don't want to be, you know, the six, seven win team year after year, and that's what they've become. So I think they're going to make a change and, and see if they can't get something better. Yeah, uh, they certainly don't want to be a team that loses 28-7 at home, uh, which uh, really, I, I think that's where I was more disturbed. They they just didn't have a lot of fight uh, at home in a place that has always been, a, yeah, really been a tough place to go and win. And uh, Pitt, Pitt just pushed them around and bullied them. Yep. And when you're getting bullied by Pitt, uh, <laughs> you know, things are a little bit wrong there. All right, lastly, uh, we're going to go to a fun one. UL Monroe, 31, Liberty, 28. The first time in a very, very long time that a team who has been underdogs by 25 points and 33 points has outright won the game. Uh, they beat Troy earlier in the season when they were 25-point dogs. They beat Liberty when they were 33-point dogs. So uh, I think there's something to be said for uh, coaching a little bit here. Bowden and Rodriguez uh, seem to have them capable of scoring points. Is this more an, an indictment on them or maybe Hugh Freeze as a football coach in general? Well, I don't know. Like, you know, for someone who made, you know, a lot of news – you know, just last year and the year before, what has Hugh Freeze done at Liberty this year? He's been very, very quiet, not really getting a whole lot done. And, you know, I thought he was going to really try to take care of business and, and jump to his next ship. Now, I don't know if he still has any kind of punishments he's waiting out or, or something like that. Uh, but, yeah, really shocked by this. Uh, another huge upset to a really bad team. And uh, we'll see if people, you know, are still interested in, in Hugh Freeze after all this or if he's just going to die away quietly at Liberty. Yeah. Uh, you know, the other thing I wanted to spin off this game is, you know, we've watched a lot of college football and, you know, the past, I'd say five, six years, it's been really, really uh, quarterback centric. I think, you know, first rounds, there's, you know, four or five guys every first round of the NFL draft uh, where there are quarterbacks, you know. We speak on this game, Liberty, Malik Willis was supposed to be, you know, a big time, you know, draft prospect. He was 16 to 28 for 135 yards and three interceptions versus Law Monroe. Uh, needless to say, they will not have anybody playing in the NFL uh, on their defensive side of the ball. We already talked about Spencer Rattler. Uh, you know, we talked about Kelvin Slovis at USC. I, I, 
wonder if this is one of those years where we don't have a first-round you know, NFL quarterback. You got Matt Corral at Old Miss. You got Carson Strong at Nevada. I'm not even 100% sure he's going to leave school and enter the NFL draft. What do you make of this quarterback crop here in college football? Do you think we will find somebody to force into that first round NFL spot, or is this one of those years? You know, in the '90s and the '80s, there were years where there weren't, you know, first round quarterback taken. Do you think we have one of those years, or is we going to force somebody? They're going to have a big draft come by, and we're going to make them a first round pick here. Well, there, there's two factors applying to this year. There's one, you, you know, you've already pointed out the lack of talent in this year's class at the quarterback position, but two, the last two or three years have been loaded with quarterbacks early so there's a lot of teams out there that still have their rookie or their second year guy that they're waiting to see so there's not going to be a whole lot of teams you know ready to jump on the the first quarterback prospect this year and uh and they may just look to you know keep building the depth on offensive line or build some other pieces and then and see where they're at next year uh with maybe a better class yeah definitely so uh do you think corral or uh the Cincinnati kid or first round NFL quarterbacks, or are you a little shaky on them as well? I think Corral's got the stats, but that's partially just because, yeah. you know, he's on the field the entire game. Uh, so he's, you know, every play he's, he's, he's getting, you know, 90 to a hundred yards or a hundred snaps every game. You're going to get a lot of stats. Even if you run the ball half the time, you're still going to be throwing it 40 to 50 times a game. Um, but I don't think, you know, stats necessarily translate to NFL success by any means. And uh, and there's no guarantee that you're going to get put in the right position or the right you know team in the NFL. And he he's one that if you know say if you threw him into a bad spot like the Lions, he would. Yeah, that's uh, what I'm like. Fail really really quickly. Yeah, that's a you stick him there. You stick him in one of those other holes uh, where teams are really struggling. Yeah, I don't think he's a he's, situation guy. You know. Yeah. You know, he ends up getting drafted by like the Colts or something. He might be successful, but you know, but yeah, he's he's not one that's going to go to a team that doesn't have many pieces and find success. Yeah, uh, and if you put, if you put him in that, he's going to crash and burn very fast, and then we'll we'll forget about Matt Corral yeah. very quickly. So yeah. I think uh, it would be in his best interest to fall uh, to a team where he's maybe in the backup role for a few years, get some time to learn a system and 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 NFL defenses before he was really thrust into that role. Yeah. Uh, the draft uh, quarterback show should be interesting uh, this year. I hope you're studying up on uh, who's going to run a fast 40 at the combine, and we have to pretend We're like it's going to go about five deep there this year, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, that's our recap and review for the college football week. Be sure to be here on Thursday. Like and subscribe. You don't want to miss that show. Uh, the Dynamite has already been sending me those picks. He he was hot on the uh, refresh button there on the uh, BetMGM app to <laughs> find those lines this week and uh i get them quick yeah uh should be a lot of good games this week i i think this upcoming week's a much better week than uh last week so uh should be an entertaining week be sure to look out for our nba draft preview coverage we just finished a three-hour record with achilles rain doing nba win totals i will be back with achilles rain to do our nfl recap and review show tomorrow and our further NBA preview show uh, with just me uh, doing our Eastern Conference and uh, Western Conference uh, division contenders, uh, winners, and NBA champions. So uh, we'll see if I have a voice uh, by Friday. A lot of shows and a lot of talking going down uh, with us, as always, Dynamite David. That's our show, and we're out.
Green Light Network presents Football Time.